Come join Libby, Molly, and Tiffany, the ladies of Consignment Chats, where we talk about all things consignment. Welcome to Episode 8 of Consignment Chats. Today, we are thrilled to be hosting our first guest interview today, Kathy Terrell of I Love to Be Selling. And if you don't know her, even if you do know her, but if you don't know her, you're going to be thrilled to get to know her. She is a wealth of information. We are beyond excited to talk to her. Um, But before we get into that, we need to start talking about our week. So girls, are y'all ready to chat? Oh, yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, um, I did a live jewelry sale on my store page this this Sunday, and um, it's the fourth live sale I've done, the third jewelry sale, because that's the easiest when you're trying to do a live sale. I tried doing it with dresses the first time, and it was just, it was kind of hard, but um, so that's just really part of what I'm doing to, to test myself, put myself out there, because um, I'm not that kind of person to like go on the lives, but just that, uh, just, I'm just trying to push myself to do that more Good for you. And I've also been still working on the time blocking <laughs> and I'm still playing around with that, but I did, it did work for me, um, as far as, um, pre-planning start and stop times for each, um, thing that I need to work on. And I was better about doing that most of the time. I still need to like put my gaming stuff to the side and not really (laughs) get that out of my life for a little bit um, because that is such a distraction Um, and just you know scrolling social media too is a distraction but I'm working on it I'm getting better that's great sounds like good progress to me yeah I mean social media is definitely a struggle because we have to be on it for our job and you know business and it's it's easy to go down that rabbit hole. So that's why I've been, you know, setting a timer and doing what I need to do and, and get out. <laughs> but I, I hear you on that. And the live jewelry sale, how fun. Um, Molly and I have been looking at doing that for Conchi Consignment. Um, and this time you went live on Facebook and Instagram simultaneously. So that was yeah. kind of neat. Yeah. yeah. I know there are a couple of people in our Facebook group that do um, lives. One lady does lives every day. So um, we're doing a little, you know, a little research and using her um, examples and your examples of, of how to best do that for our business. So that's something that we're investigating now. Mm-hmm. Uh, my week was good. I had some very, very, very exciting news this morning. Um, I had shipped out about 50 packages on December 21st. All of those packages have been sitting on a USPS truck um, since December 20th. This morning at 5 a.m. they started moving. Oh wow! <laughs> we were That's fantastic. Philadelphia. Yeah, so um, super excited about that. I mean, I already have refunded some of the buyers because it was just a crazy time to wait and everything, but, sure. um, some of those people just want it regardless of, you know, when it gets there. So I knew you guys would like to celebrate with me. It was just super that's, exciting. Yes. <laughs> I know that that's been something you've dealt with on a daily basis. So I'm glad that that's getting checked off the list. <laughs> and it had to be a day that I shipped out a crazy amount of packages. 
Like every right. other day is usually like 20, 25, somewhere around that range. But that day was just insane. And that's the day. That uh, the truck got stuck. <laughs> yep, yep. And the, the postmaster kept telling me, she kept saying, no, I promise they're still here. I can see, uh, you know, I can see the service record. They're going to get there. They're going to get there. And I'm like, mm. <laughs> she was right. <laughs> so hang in there. She was right. That's great. Um, so my week, I had a really good week. Again, that schedule's rolling. I have posted, I made myself a must list a minimum of five items a day. And I have exceeded that every day. Um, I think my smallest amount might have been 11 items up to maybe 24 items. So um, that just, and I found the more I do, the more excited I get, the more, you know, you get into that groove. Um, so that's been fun. And at some point I'll have to share my different tricks because some of it I do here in the office and some of them I just am doing at night on my phone while my husband and I are watching a show. And so I'm watching TV and I'm listing and it's real, I kind of have come up with a system for that. So when we get into more listing detail, I'll share the, the different ways because it's, it's become very efficient for me. Um, one little bump in the road, a great thing for us to learn from. I've been working with Libby in the consignment world since 2012. Um, I had my first um dealing with Pokemon cards that I had to list. I opened up the tin. It was a, a special package. I pulled all the individual packages of cards out. I photographed them all. Um, it was not a sealed tin, but the cards themselves were sealed. And some, I listed it on an evening at like eight o'clock, literally had three offers in a matter of 15 minutes. Um, took, put the response back to all of them. A guy bought it right away. I shipped it. Well, came back to say they were opened. And I'm like, no, they weren't. I mean, you can see in my pictures, I opened, had them all laid out the foil. I held them. I, no, they weren't open. Well, when we got them back and refunded him and, and Libby was able to look at them, who knew, but you actually need to be careful when you're listing any kind of trading cards. If you get into that, if you think it's an open pack, take your fingers and squeeze at the base of those sealed packs because apparently somebody did open them, probably razor blade, real thin sliced. I would have never known that. I handled them. My husband handled them. Like I say, we displayed them for photographs. Who knew? Who knew? I mean, we were sure that it was it was the buyer being difficult when yeah. in yeah. reality, it was definitely our mistake. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So that's just something to learn. Just a little FYI for anybody who takes in cards. I mean, this is one of the great things of us talking about little challenges is I've been in it for years and never had that happen. And hey, lesson learned. I know now. So. I don't know about you girls, but I am like beyond ready to bring Kathy in and let her share her expertise about what she does in her I love to be selling business. I know she's got a wealth of knowledge to share with us. Are y'all ready? Mm -hmm. yeah, let's, br let's bring her in. Hey, Kathy. Hi, Hi ladies. We're so happy to have you here today. This is so exciting. Um, for those of you that don't know, actually, Tiffany and I had met 
um, through one of Kathy's social media groups on Facebook. And that's how we became virtual friends. Well, I feel like we're all friends in real life anyway, but (laughs) that's how we met. So it was only fitting that we have Kathy on as our first guest for consignment chats. You're first. I love that. Yes, Yes, you are. So It just made sense. It just made sense. So um, (laughs) Kathy, tell us a little bit about how you got started. Sure. So let me, Tiffany, Molly, hi, and everybody else listening. So I'm Kathy Terrell. I'm a top rated seller on eBay. I've been selling on eBay for well over 15 years. And when I started, it was very small, very casual. I did not come on to eBay. Like some people come on to eBay, they're coming from brick and mortar retail, or they have another online presence, or they might have like an antique store or some kind of collectible store or booth. And then they come sell on eBay. I did not. My background is actually performing arts. Um, I'm a professional actress. I've performed off-Broadway. I've performed regional theater on soap operas. Uh, some people have caught me when I was on Law and Order Special Victims Unit. They recognized me. Yeah, did you? <laughs> um, so that's my training was performing. I was on QVC as a product presenter, sort of a blending of my retail experience because I have worked in brick and mortar retail in New York City for over 25 years. Um, So I was tapped to be a product presenter for several products. It was going really well. I loved it. It is a long commute because it's Westchester, PA. Mm -hmm. And what happened for me was my mom got quite ill Mm -hmm. and was getting worse and worse and worse. So it was getting to be very challenging to do QVC and to keep an eye on my mom as far as doctor's appointments and going to the hospital a lot. So I met with my husband and I just said, you know, this is just it's not working. This is, I'm really getting upset. And so I chose to leave product presenting and really just focus on taking care of my mom. In doing that, I did want to do something to bring in some income for my family. Um, And also, if you've ever had elder care, you know, you sort of need a mental and emotional break from it um, because it can be, it's challenging. It's hard. And just started decluttering my house. It was, I, I sort of, when I'm going through shifts personality, I start redecorating and rearranging things. And just started decluttering. I was like, you know what? There's things I can let go of. But I knew they had value. I knew they weren't just worth a couple bucks. It was like high-end crystal candlesticks. It was some electronics. So I went, you know, let me, let me see if I can sell these and get some money. And I had a friend that was selling on eBay. And my sister was selling on eBay. And they taught me. They said, oh, we can teach you how to sell on eBay. So they did. Uh, this is back in the day. For anybody listening, if they can remember this, when, when you sold you had to take the item to the post office. So you would box it up, wrap it up. You'd, you'd handwrite the name and address of the person or you know, type it up, I guess, on the computer. And you'd weigh it and you'd go to the post office and you'd fill out these green forms, delivery confirmation. You'd stand online, you'd pay for your postage, you'd get your little delivery confirmation slip back, you'd run home, you'd log onto your computer and it was those big monster monitors, not the flat things. <laughs> And log in the delivery confirmation number. (laughs) So this was, you know, this is eBay selling way back when. You also got money in the mail because you didn't have PayPal and the other online payment processors. Mm -hmm. So people would send you checks and money orders and cash. Mm -hmm. They would send you cash in the mail. (laughs) You'd open your mailbox and there's like Mm -hmm. envelopes with cash. It was just wild. It's so much fun. Um, Mm -hmm. My mom passed and then I chose to scale my business. I said, I really, I'm enjoying eBay selling. This is a ton of fun. I'm really enjoying it and scaled my business. So that's what I've done. I'm a full-time eBay seller. 
and an eBay sales and social media consultant. So in learning selling and my brick and mortar experience and my performing experience, eBay radio tapped me to present and I was glad to do that. I presented in a couple of their conferences. I was on their radio show a lot. And then eBay reached out to me. I was really honored. Um, I presented on social media at the eBay Open, their big mega conference. I believe it was 217. And since then, I've presented a couple of times with different teams with eBay staff. So I love it. So it's consulting, it's selling eBay. Yes. That's impressive. Very it's impressive. <laughs> Um, so your specialty is eBay and social media. Yeah. So what advice would you have for online consignment sellers specifically? I like, think the challenge with consignment, yeah. Yeah, so, so the challenge with consignment is very similar to my sellers that are variety sellers, because typically a consignment seller will sell a variety. Sometimes they'll niche in, like they'll, they'll do consignment, but they'll only do women's clothing or women's clothing mm -hmm. and jewelry. And, and they won't go much out beyond that. And that's a little simpler to do social media. But for somebody who's a true variety seller is you got to look at, it's not just what you're selling. I've got my water bottle here. So let's say I'm a water bottle seller, but let's say I'm selling water bottles and women's clothing and kids clothing and men's clothing. Is you think about typically with the range of items you're selling, who is shopping with you? Is it women? Is it men? Where are they? U.S., Canada, overseas. Do they tend to be more in cities? Like when you look at the people's addresses, are they more like New York City, Chicago, uh, Atlanta, or are they more suburban or rural, depending on what you're selling? Mm -hmm. um, and then when you look at that, like, okay, I tend to sell mostly to women, mostly women U.S. Um, when I look at addresses, it seems to be suburban. I'm not really selling to city dwellers. Um, if case you don't know this, you can look up people's addresses. So when you have the address, you can search it on Google. And a lot of times it'll actually bring up an image of the house or the apartment building, you know, and not to be like a stalker or anything, but it's good to look at, like, do you see bicycles in the yard? Is there evidence of pets or cats? Because sometimes you'll see, you know, right in the thing or kids. Like if you see a lot of bicycles, they probably have children. If you see multiple cars, it's probably family. And get an idea of, okay, so these are family people. Or if you see a lot of apartment buildings, it's probably more singles or, or young couples. Because typically when you get married, you, you tend to start to spread out and get more of a home. Um, and just try to get an idea of who your customer is. For most sellers, it's going to be women like 35 to 65. You know, you do sell a lot of electronics or, or younger trendy things. Your shoppers might be people in their 20s, more Gen Z, um, or in their 20s and 30s. So get an idea of who your shopper is who the majority of your products are going to. So again, you might have some Gen Z and then some boomers. Well, who's your bigger shopper? And aim for the, for the slice of the pie that's the biggest. So most of my stuff is going like women in their 30s, 40s, and 50s. I'm going to aim my social media to them. If most of my stuff um, is going to men in their 40s and 50s with some women, that I'm going to want to aim to the guys. So look at where is the majority of your sales going? Yeah, that's really smart. I mean, that helped me incredibly in your group. Um, it really helped me because I am a very large variety seller, yes. but we only market to a small portion of our audience. 
See, right. and that's a great thing too to know. Like for instance, I might sell soup to nuts, but where I there's they call it an 80-20 rule in social media, but it's also a good one to use on sales. Where are 80% of your sales coming from? You might sell soup to nuts, but like 80% of my sales is jewelry, even though I carry clothing and jewelry and home decor and shoes and kids' clothing. Or it might be that 80% of your sales are kids' clothing. That's who you want to aim to because that's where the majority of your revenue is coming from. Yeah, very yeah. good advice. And it yeah, can change great. too, Libby, Tiffany, Molly, you know this. So, I mean, this, this is true for any kind of seller. When I first started selling on eBay, after I sort of divested of all the odds and ends around the house, I specialized in film because my background's theater. I really know actors. I know directors. I know I, I was brought up watching old movies. I still watch old movies. I love the movies like from the 40s and the 50s. Um, so I actually sold a ton of vintage VHS, which you can still sell VHS, but it's, it's more challenging now. This is back before everything was put out on DVD. Um, and before, before Turner Classics bought like all of MGM's films and put them out on DVD. So that was my ideal customer. Now within that, there's a range of people that are buying it. Um, so it's, it's putting out, that was the majority of my sales. So yes, I was selling some women's clothing. Yes, I was selling some puzzles. Yes, I was selling, because I live in New York City, some New York City collectibles. But 80% of my sales was vintage VHS. So my social media was vintage film stuff, vintage film stars, if a vintage film star had a birthday, which is a great one if you sell any kind of celebrity items is, you know, if it's a, it's a celebrity's birthday, I think Dolly Parton just turned 75. I think I caught that. You know, if you have Dolly Parton things, absolutely you'd be posting happy birthday, Dolly, you know, that kind of thing. Right. If, if sellers had to choose one thing to concentrate on as far as social media, what would you recommend? Again, it's gonna depend on your customer. Facebook definitely has the widest audience. Um, so typically you're safe on Facebook unless your customer is quite young and quite young. I mean, like in their twenties, if they're in their twenties, you really want to be looking at like Instagram because Facebook tends to skew a little older. Facebook's more people in their thirties, forties, fifties, sixties, and seniors are quite active on Facebook now in case you have products that are good for seniors, like mobility happens to be a huge and really great category. Um, so if you have things that are more senior products, definitely Facebook, younger towards Instagram. And that's very general. Mm -hmm. If you're female fashion, female sort of trendy, female health and beauty, you definitely wanna be looking at Pinterest because Pinterest skews very heavily towards female. Not that there aren't men on Pinterest, but it is very much a female platform. It also is female affluence. So you're looking at women that have household incomes of $100,000 or more. So again, if you're more luxury good seller, I would definitely be taking a look at Pinterest. If you're more middle of the line, I'd definitely be looking at Facebook. If you're not really sure who your customers are exactly where you're fit, I think Facebook is a good place to start. Okay, great. So what do you think is the biggest mistake resellers make with regard to social media? The biggest mistake that resellers make with social media, and this is true for all marketers and all sellers, so that so that sellers don't feel like, oh, I'm the only one that does this. You sell too much mm -hmm. and you sell unrelentingly and it's too hard sell. 
sales has dramatically changed in the past 10 or 15 years. I remember this is years ago. There was an ad in New York. I don't know if other people saw it called Crazy Eddie. He was an electronic yeah. seller. And it was like, his prices are insane, you know, and it was like <laughs> really hard sell. And a lot of times I, if I'm up late watching TV and you get more of the local ads rather than a national ad, I'll see ads like that for a local hardware store or car dealership or that kind of thing. It's really changed. I mean, social media is called social media. It's not selling media. And people want conversation and they want relationship. They don't just want buy my stuff, buy my stuff. So even when you're presenting a product like the water bottle, I wouldn't say buy the water bottle. I look at my water bottle. You want my water bottle. I'd be like, you know, isn't it great to be hydrated? Don't you just love to have water by your side? It really helps you to, to get those ounces in. And you know, I really love these double walled stainless because they really keep it nice and cold. And if you need something like that, if you like the color blue, I have this really nice stainless bottle right here. All you gotta do is click and it's yours. You know, oh, that's cool. it. I'm sold yeah. right now. Give me one of those. Can I get two? <laughs> it's looking at the item, whatever it is, and going, what need does this fulfill? Mm -hmm. And then tailoring it around that. And if you really want to have fun with social media, if I know I'm going to post the water bottle. So let's say I know I'm going to post the water bottle on Wednesday. Then maybe Monday I do a very informational post, not selling at all, about the importance of drinking water. Okay, so nice. you sow some social content or informational content or a tip sheet about how to get water into your day. Mm -hmm. And then the next day or later in that day or even two days later, voila, here we have the solution to store that lovely water with that you've been thinking about now for two or three days. Right. That's gold. That's yeah. gold. That advice is gold. It really, really is. And we've mm -hmm. talked about it. it's that personal connection means so much with people, you know. It's been so said much. over and over. I honestly don't remember who said it first. I'm sure I could Google it, but people buy from who they know, like, mm -hmm. and trust. Trust. So it's developing yeah. that relationship and that it is genuine, which I know mm -hmm. let me do this and Tiffany and Molly too is that I'm coming from a place of who I am and what I offer. Now your bland, your brand, your bland, your brand might be, or what you sell might be different from who you are. So for instance, I might sell fitness products and I'm not somebody who spends three hours a day in the gym. Okay. But I care about being healthy. So it's sort of looking at that. It's not necessarily that I have to be a certain size or a certain weight or, or look a certain way to sell certain things, but you sort of get into the mindset of who would want this and then tailoring the content for that, but that it's genuine because people were exposed to so much social media and so much selling that people can really smell, you know, when you're false, when you're not authentic, when you're fake, when you're faking it. Um, so that, that you find a way to hook into your product or your social content so that it's genuine for you. Right. Right. I learned that from you um, being, you know, in part of your groups. And I learned that so much about how, you know, they, you need to get people to get to know you. So I yeah. put more personal stuff on my, in my social media now. And also when I'm looking at social media and I see post after post after post, that's just product, 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 product. I get turned off. Yes. 
it's like it's not like who are you like why don't, i don't know anything about why would i you know it's just it's fun to have other things in there that aren't products all the time because that's why they're following you is it's, it's i'm interested in your recipes or um i find out oh boy you know tiffany likes chicken too or tiffany likes to travel too or you know libby's got that great dog you know what i mean and what a cute dog Oh, and then by the way, we've got this cute dog collar. It's then part of the relationship. It's not buy my stuff. And let me tell you, when people say, oh, I'm just not getting that much engagement on my posts, nine times out of 10, it's because they're posting way too much product. And the way they're posting the product, it's way too much like, here's my listing, here's my listing, here's my listing, rather than you sort of have to romance and, and talk about the listing. Uh-huh. Right. Right. Advice. I feel like I, we could spend hours just listening to you and talking to you. And now that I know more about your background, clearly why you're so dynamic when you speak and when you do, Oh, it's, you really, you are dynamic and very much an expert in what you do. Um, for those, since our time is clearly limited, um, where can our listeners find out more about you, more information on you. Oh, and you're what so sweet. You and how- I have a website. I love to be selling.com. And I actually, I just updated it. So if you go over to my website, I love to be selling.com and click the tab, it'll say free tips. And lo- I mean, you're welcome to any of them that you would like. <laughs> but the one I specifically updated thinking um, of this group is the essential social media cheat sheet. And it's great because you've got information on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, I think I put Pinterest in. (laughs) It's like, it's been a full day. Um, But I have basically chunks of information about all those social media sites and specifically for sellers. Because that was the other thing I was going to say is be careful what you read about social media. There's a lot of good content out there. But oftentimes what's posted really relates to a small business, like a physical small business, like a real estate broker or a physical hardware store. And that's good but there's going to be things that work for somebody that have a physical presence, like Libby or Tiffany, if you ever do a pop-up store, there's things that you can do when you have a physical presence that really aren't applicable to somebody with an online presence. Mm-hmm. And it's different when you have a website, like Libby, I know you have a website, than when you're selling on somebody else's site, like I'm selling on eBay. It's not my site, it's my store, it's my listings, but I'm on eBay's site. It's like selling in a mall. It's like, yes, I have the store, but I'm part of the mall. So that when I'm doing social media, I want to make sure that I'm getting them to my listings, to my products. So as much as I love eBay, and also we have Etsy and Poshmark and Macari and a lot of wonderful sites, I want to make sure that what I'm posting is helping to get my customers to find me on eBay or Poshmark, Macari, wherever I am. So you want to keep an eye on that. Uh-huh. So we'll put your information um, you, in the show notes of this of this podcast and YouTube video. We'll put that on there and put the link to the worksheet. This is great, great information. And one last thing is really to have fun. And if you look at Libby's social media for Conchie Consignment, and if you look at Tiffany's, uh, I can't even talk, ladies. I'm sorry. If you look at Tiffany's social media, uh, it's Tiffany's treasures and trinkets. That's I knew it was trinkets was in there. Treasures and trinkets. What you'll see is both, because I watch their Facebook posts, their Facebook business page posts and their Instagram posts, they're having fun. 
there's a sense of fun and a sense of joy. And I think that's what's important too with your social media. Unless for instance, you're selling a very serious product. I'm thinking like a medical product where I don't, I'm not really sure that fun would be appropriate for selling a medical product yeah. is that you enjoy it because that's what people are attracted to. They're like, oh, look at Libby's salt post. Oh, look at Tiffany's, It's what day it is. I'm like, I look forward to that, Tiffany, by the way. Um, and, and that's what they get is because they get that you're enjoying it. If yeah. it feels like you're pushing it and you're struggling, or if you are having a day where it's like, oh gosh, this is just hard. You can post about that. Just saying, you know what? It's a bit of a struggle today, yeah. <laughs> but I want to share this with you. And you put it up. People relate to that. They're like, boy, I'm having one of those days too. I could totally relate to that. Mm-hmm. So it's so important to be yourself in your posts and have a good time. Oh, and one last thing is respond to people. So when they comment, if they say, and especially if they share your content, it's like, oh, because that's huge for the algorithms. Be sure to respond. Thank you for sharing. Oh, I'm so glad you like that. Uh, I appreciate you stopping by, that kind of thing, because you're going to help it reach more people. When somebody comments, the algorithms notice that it helps your post. And then when you come back and you have a conversation with the person, it helps it to reach even more people. That's great. Yep. Wonderful advice. Thank you so much. Welcome, Molly. Truly appreciate your time joining us. Thank you. You're welcome. That was a lot of fun. What a great first guest to start out with. So um, now it's time to move on to our community chatter section of the day. Um, Before I move on to Tiffany, I wanted to just remind you all when you're doing your posting from your businesses to hashtag CC success, C-C-S-U-C-C-E-S-S, so that we can find your successes and share them with our group on our page so everybody can see everybody's success, big or small. They're all important and fun to see. We've highlighted um, you redoing your photo area. Mm-hmm. We've done some uh, What Sold Wednesdays. We've done some Show the Sales Saturdays. So it's been mm-hmm. really fun to see all these things coming along. Different things. So we want to hear from you. Hashtag so we can search and find your success and share it. Tiffany, what's going on in our community chatter there? I can't get that cheer out of my head. Now I just want to say <laughs> that's the way we spell success. <laughs> <laughs> In our Facebook group, we actually rebranded, we renamed the group, the, face, the community, Consignment Chats community. I'll get it out. So many C's. I just, just at the C's get I out. community. So um, it's growing. We get more people every week. And we are having all sorts of great conversations about our episodes, but also about other things that are happening in the other, in the um, YouTube and podcast world. Uh, we want to hear more about what's going on. We have some discussions where people are asking more about Facebook Marketplace. So we're going to be getting into that. This week, we learned about Flip, the Flip app, which is great for consignments. And we're exploring that. And... Um, that's, but that's, there's a lot of stuff going on there. You just need to join and um, join in on all the information and the fun. Yeah. And then um, we're going to be starting our first community challenge in that Facebook group. And we're just going to announce it now. 
Um, so head on over and you can see the challenge and we're building these challenges so that we can see your success and help, you know, cheer each other along as we grow our businesses and consignments and kind of bounce ideas off one another. So the first part of the challenge, I'll tell you now, spoiler alert, is going to be to choose a <laughs> primary platform. So, you know, kind of think about that and you know, see what you want your primary platform for your business and for the challenge to be. Now that can also be a brick and mortar. It doesn't need to be an online. It can be brick and mortar, mm -hmm. um, but just choose your primary platform and that's the one we're gonna concentrate on building um, during the challenge. So cool. great. Yeah. So much going on, so much going on. Don't miss it, join us. So if you all enjoyed spending your time with us, um, enjoyed chatting and hanging out with us ladies, be sure to head over to consignmentchats.com. That is the best place to connect with us and to see all the different ways that you can be a part of what we do. Until then, until next week, ladies, cheers. 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 Thanks for joining Libby, Molly, and Tiffany, the ladies of Consignment Chats, as we talked about all things consignment. To learn more and keep chatting, find Consignment Chats on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Facebook, and Instagram.